What's up, everyone? And thank you so much for tuning in to a new episode of Lattes with Lindsay. I am so honored to have my next guest on. Her name is Joelle. She is actually out of the country, and I'll let her explain it to you. But she's going to educate us on physiotherapy and really what it's all about. So without further ado, how you doing, Joelle? Hi, Lindsay. Oh, I love the name of the That's awesome. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me today. This is awesome. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Well, we got, I, I know you got your coffee ready. I got my, my turmeric tea, so we are ready for action. We are. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who, who is Joelle? Who is this lady? Huh. Well, that's me. I'm Joelle. Um, <laughs> Joelle Coran. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm a physio. I've been a physiotherapist since um, I graduated in 2009. So just over 10 years um, working in Toronto for most of that. Um, graduated from University of Toronto for my physio. Um, and yeah, I've been working in private practice, orthopedics, sport kind of stuff since then. Um, and I guess more recently, I've moved, well, say the last couple of years, I've been back and forth between Australia and here. Um, and we'll call it a bit of a, I don't know, calling. Like that's sort of what brought me here in the first place. <laughs> and I kind of discovered that uh, Australia is similar to Canada in a way. Um, I got the same feelings, but I didn't have to experience winter. I'm a bit of a sun baby beach bum kind of person and um yeah when I found Australia I'm like hmm, this is where I want to be now so the last two years I've been back and forth working here and in Canada um and then I've officially made the move to the south coast of New South Wales in October yes um yeah so and I've been here working um in a mix of different stuff as I sort of get organized um and sorted in this crazy year that we've had. <laughs> oh my God, 2020 is is definitely off to an interesting start, that's for sure. But um, for the viewers who haven't been to Australia, you know, what is it like there? Like, what is what is the vibe there? Is it, you know, super friendly like Canada? Or, you know, is it very clicky? What's it like there? Uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm, because I'm in the, like a coastal town, I feel like I have maybe the small town experience more than the city experience I came from a big city and um, kind of like Toronto and I feel like Sydney reminded me in a way of Toronto so just that big city vibes busy hustle bustle that kind of thing um, so just kind of similar and then coming down to the south coast I feel like has been pretty similar to a more smaller town feel in Canada so everyone's saying hi like you say hi to your neighbors when you're walking down the street um, um, more so now that dog, so I'm walking a dog. I know all my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, like it's, uh, generally pretty friendly. Like people are, people have the time to chat and get to know you and want to get to know you. I found like a little yoga community here that I absolutely love. So I think that's helped a lot. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been magical. Like I just, there's this cute little yoga studio that I'm actually going to, I'm working out of now. So I'm going to set myself, I'm setting myself up there as a practitioner within the studio. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that community has really helped bridge the gap for a lot of people or like find a, like allow a lot of people in the community to meet because I think small towns too can be cliquey. I think like you have your friends, if you've grown up 
you know, if you've grown up there, then you've like, you know, your friends, you've got them and that's kind of it. And you don't really branch out. Um, but in a space like a yoga studio or a fitness kind of um, environment, you know, you bond over just similarities, right? So I've gotten to chat with quite a few people and develop some really good friendships pretty quickly just just by doing that. So that's been really nice. Oh, that is nice. That's, it's so important. Yeah, I, I would equate um, where I am. So where I'm, I, it's called Malua Bay near Batemans Bay in New South Wales. So it's about a four hour drive south of Sydney. I'd can like I'd equate that to cottage country. So it's sort of like the beach, beach houses, that kind of thing, similar oh, to cottage okay. country in Ontario. Oh. So, so yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm on the way to living my best life. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know Mary and I would love to be out there with you. That's for sure. I, we would love to road trip out there because it's definitely a place where a lot of people have wanted to go you know what I mean and it's halfway across the world and it's exciting and it's you know beachy and adventurous and it's a good environment I I couldn't I agree with your choice (laughs) that's for sure (laughs) well I can't wait for you guys to come visit so I can show you around (laughs) my gosh I know and if Mary's listening let's go girl I'm ready (laughs) um yeah so why don't you tell us a little bit about physiotherapy you know why did you get into it you know what really it is and and what are some of the benefits yeah, so it actually physio for me actually was um, something I decided in university. Like, it was a bit later. I didn't really. I went to university knowing I wanted to be in healthcare of like some sort. Wanted to help people. Um, you know, I liked science. Like, I just that's just what I got attracted to. So I, um, yeah, I had some experience in a couple of physio clinics for injuries as well as just to try like a like a. Um, volunteer experiences kind of thing and um yeah loved it like I just I think what I loved the most and what kind of geared me towards pursuing it was that like you had could work like pretty closely with your patients you had time with them if you gave the time to work with them and develop um meaningful goals and help people achieve those meaningful goals you know like things that they wanted to get back to I always appreciated movement you know I love exercise I I really um, believe in the power of movement and like it's healing powers say Um, and um, (laughs) yeah and so I think watching that and seeing how um, rewarding it can be on both ends as a patient and as a practitioner I was like yeah I want to pursue this and some of the physios that I have met actually, to me, like seem like the smartest people ever. Like they just knew stuff. They just knew the body. They could explain certain things. And it was as if they were seeing the, like the body on the inside, but in real time kind of thing. And um, I was like, yeah, I want to be able to do that. So yeah, so I pursued it in that sense. Um, yeah, and um, uh, as it sort of developed, I guess, so 10 plus years now of working, my interest went towards private practice. There's a few different, there's many different fields in physio school. We learn about various types of physio, but um, uh, it, you know, like we can work in the hospital, we can work with all sorts of different populations um, from like spinal cord, head injuries, um, uh, post-surgical, um, and then yeah, sports injuries and and repetitive strain kind of injuries as your day to day, which is sort of what I've kind of 
geared towards is the athlete, the, um, the everyday athlete. So just, you know, our weekend warriors and gym goers and, and all of that stuff. And, uh, yeah. And so we, like I in specializing with that, like I've kind of taken to, um, you know, some of those really challenging cases. I love working with people who, you know, have had these chronic issues have been going on forever. And, you know, I want to try to figure that out and like, um, put the pieces of the puzzle together and get them moving freely and pain free. And, um, yeah, all of that. So, <laughs> all that jazz. <laughs> all that jazz. So it's like, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a big thing. <laughs> it's a big thing. Um, I guess the main thing with physio is, uh, when we do graduate, um, it is still like we have a big world. Like we have, you know, many physios can pick different pathways and um, yeah, it's just what you choose to specialize in, you know, Um, there's physios doing pelvic health, um, pelvic floor physio now, which is wonderful. And I really feel like everyone needs to have their pelvic health physio um, because mm-hmm. <laughs> it is sort of that silent thing that hasn't been talked about for a very long time, but has such a big influence on the whole system, right? The whole body. Um, I, I've trained a little bit with, um, a physio who teaches, she's from the States. Her name is Julie Weeb. And so I do a little bit of pelvic floor core training, but external. So, um, I don't do any of the internal stuff, but um, I'll help women get back into exercise and activity and that kind of thing um, post pregnancy and and even like and during pregnancy with that kind of stuff. Yeah. So the nice thing about um, my work, I would say, is that every day can be something different, which is so fun. Like it makes it so fun because um, you know every day can be a new challenge. Um, in like you know we can say that typically uh certain conditions we can find certain dysfunction for in a way right like so there can be a bit of a burn um but the driving force for the most part will be different for everyone um but that's sort of the beauty behind it um like if we're going to go pelvic floor specifically say um dysfunction in that area in and around say the deep core um can show up as back pain can show up as deep hip pain can show up as knee pain can show up as shoulder pain or shoulder you know um and i say pain because that's often what brings people through the door but you know it's dysfunction like there's some sort of imbalance or something going on that's due to insufficient functioning or you know inhibition at another level right so um and with pelvic floor too like it can even show up as like neck and jaw pain so um or dysfunction that kind of thing so it's it's so important um really to look at the whole body and not go into a session and just you know if you see it and then just expect a certain blueprint kind of pattern right so um like yeah, like I could say there's probably some typical things that I might find, but, uh, or that I might say, try to explore or look for, but every patient is a blank canvas. 
Yeah. And I, and I love that because everyone is their own person. So, you know, I find that um, all of our guests have had conversations about how assessment is vital because just, you know, um, just because they went, they just got a doctor's note and said it's low back pain. You're very much correct. Like it could be a referral from somewhere else or they didn't assess above or below. So yeah, definitely the first assessment is, mm-hmm. is always crucial. Absolutely. Yeah. And so like, for example, with that back pain, which I think is really important is always ask about the ankles, so the foot and the ankles injuries like that, like haunt us for ages and we don't even know. Um, and it can show up as back pain, you know, months or years down the track because we've been compensating for this old injury that maybe never really got properly rehabbed. And, you know, we know that in the athletic world, <laughs> people are working on like playing on injuries all the time. That's just, that's how it works. It has yes. to kind of have to be that way. And our role is to m- maximize the efficiency of the body we're working with for their sport, knowing that there's this dysfunction, uh, maybe some dysfunction underlying. Um, but that's also really cool. Cause it's just like, I don't know. Usually we have a lot more access. Like I can't, I can't say that all the time, obviously, but like with many athletes, we do have a lot of access to them. They are around, they're ready, willing, and able to participate in their rehab, Um, uh, which, you know, like the regular um, patient, you know, we might see them once or twice a week. We don't maybe see as many of the gains um, or like bounce backs, like the, as we would with athletes, because they're pushing their bodies. We're going to help them a little bit. We see them improve really well. And then they push their bodies some more, bounce back, help them, you know, so there's this like sort of fun little play that, um, you know, they're having their fun. We're having ours <laughs> as the therapist. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, it's a bit of a slower progression usually with um, um, the rest of the population because we won't necessarily see them as regularly. Um, you know, they're, what they're pushing their bodies to do is not as intense, obviously um, with, you know, if it's like an office office work kind of thing, or they might be doing a, like their sport once a week um, um, or exercise, like, you know, gym three times a week, that kind of thing. So it's, um, but regardless, like it's just all still, um, yeah like fun to work with. Kind of yeah. Well, it's, it's hard because I think with the general public, it, more so like the remedial exercise that we give them is for home care and they have to do it on their own and initiate it and all that kind of stuff, because you and I can only go so far with, you know, we assess this, we tell you what's going on or what we think is going on. These are our suggestions and then you can take it or leave it. And I find when you work with athletes, because you're so individualized with them, that when you go and watch them play a game, you know, you treat them before or after the game or whichever, and you can see them improve or you find something new, which for us nerds, that's like amazing, <laughs> but like obviously not the greatest <laughs> for them, but we get excited. So, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's a little bit of give with different, you know, assessments that you have to do with the general public versus the athlete. So with your assessments, um, mm-hmm. for, I guess, both, how do you find it? Like, do you always do like an hour? Um, you know, how, how does it go for you? Yeah. So, um, my assessments, um, you know, have changed through the years. Um, definitely from what I used to do as a new grad to now, it's obviously changed a lot. Um, I attribute a lot of it to, 
my um, like education and participation in the neurofunctional um, like contemporary acupuncture program at McMaster um, uh, that I've taken and then gone and taught or helped teach in um, over the years. Um, so I have to give Mad like so much credit to that. Um, the the uh, the teacher there is um, Dr. Alejandro Deloriaga Claraco. <laughs> and Alex, <laughs> as we call them, as we call them. But um, yeah, like so much credit to him, and then um, many of the uh, instructors there that have sort of shaped the clinician I am today. Um, but yes, yeah, so one of the main things that I took away for like assessment specifically is like every session is an assessment, right? So every single one. Um, the first one, obviously, being one of the most important ones, but you know, that's when you start, that's when you get introduced to your, to your patient and, and start to get to know them. But every single one, um, every single time you see them is a, is an assessment and like a minimum one hour is, is like, is ideal and like needed. Um, I really like looking back and I know whenever I've been limited to less than that, it's, I feel like it's never as thorough. Um, and I definitely then need to go back and do some more do some more specific assessment the next time I see them or maybe have them come in sooner so that I can kind of fill fill in the gaps with that but yeah minimum an hour and I'm looking at the whole system so it's not again I'm not really honing in on just say the one complaint that they had um, I'm gonna look top down I'm gonna have them do some maybe some general functional exercises uh, movements for me to see how their body moves on the whole maybe, and then some specific ones uh, pertaining to the area of dysfunction, right? So if it's a shoulder and they feel it only when they do push-ups, I'll get to the point where I'm going to have them do push-ups for me as well, just so that I can see. But, you know, I'm also looking at their squat. I'm also looking at even just how they're walking, um, uh, you know, because all that whole top-down, bottom-up approach, like your feet affect the rest the whole body right and then and your shoulders yes. body affect all the way down so um yeah so we'll work into that and then take a more um you know a, a closer look on the table so have them well i'll move them and i'll palpate and i'll feel for um connective tissue tension feel for the nerve tension um, see what reproduces their pain, that kind of thing. And then I'll, will treat. So every assessment also has treatments so that I can see if any, like if any of my sort of hypotheses are heading in the right direction. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So minimum. Which an is hour. a huge question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's always a huge question when you go into those first initial assessments, cause it's like, am I going to get treatment at the end of the day? You know, is it, is it going to work or whatever? You know, it's, it's, it's always the first question. And, you know, to go back to what you said earlier, you know, you're, if you are getting low back pain, you know, it could be coming from your feet. It could stem from your knees. It could be from anywhere. So when you give a health history to a healthcare provider, it is essential that you put all of your history on there because I have, and I'm sure you have too, you know, you get someone on the table and, 15 minutes in, they're like, oh yeah, you know, I, I actually did straighten my, uh, my calf about two years ago, but you know, I didn't think anything of it or <laughs> whatever it is. And it's just like, oh no, yeah. you know, and that, and that makes yeah. sense why, you know, other things trigger. So, you know, knowing everything yeah. from the health history, that's why the assessment is so vital and hundred percent, I agree with you. So, yeah, you know, working with, with athletes, what's, what is it like for you? Like, what is it that you enjoy about working with them? Uh, 
Um, yeah, so much. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like everything. Yeah. everything. I don't know. Like it's um, athletes are fun. Um, the environment is fun. I love being part of the team, like um, their health team. Um, I just love being a part of it. I think uh, my experience to date really is like when I've been part of a heart health team, like I just feel like I'm constantly learning from everyone else who's also helping that athlete. So, um, you know, like I'm, I'm not the pro I'm not in that team, uh, <laughs> environment where, you know, uh, like, but I've always loved being part of a team, right. I did grow up playing sports and, uh, I think one of the, the, I guess most rewarding things is being able to have this athlete that I'm working with and then bounce ideas off the rest of the members of the team so that we can work together and get this, this guy or girl like out there doing what they love as best as they possibly can. Um, yep. And the accessibility yep. of that when working in that environment is so much easier than in clinic. Right. So we're often <laughs> so, it's so hard to like get sit down with a colleague and try to, you know, bounce ideas off patients, especially if we're not sharing the patient. Right. So it's just like, this is the scenario, any ideas. Whereas here, like we are, we're sharing the patient. We're all working. We all have our own little specialties and we can all fit the pieces of the puzzle together and efficiently, which I love like that. Yes. Sort of, you know, you, that's part of the whole, like you can see things happen so quickly in that environment that wouldn't necessarily happen in um, like general practice kind of thing. So yeah, that would probably be my best. And then, you know, they're fun. They're always fun. I find that <laughs> just good, good band. They always have yeah. honestly the craziest <laughs> stories, honest to God. Like it's like sometimes, you know, like the thing that I agree a hundred percent with you about is the teamwork. It's, you know, you're all in the same kind of room. Like, I mean, we worked at Paragenics, like, um, we're all kind of in the same little locker room <laughs> and, you know, yeah. we would bounce ideas off each other. And I agree. It's so much easier than, you know, being behind a closed door treating and then having to go out and, you know, meet with another practitioner, but your hours may be completely different or whatever it is. So it's, you know, working with athletes, sometimes you're in the same arena or tennis court or field or wherever it is. And, you know, to bounce off ideas and, you know, you do this, I do this, or, you know, even just learning new techniques. I think that's the most wicked thing. And, and I, I told Mary this too, is I'm, I'm just so grateful for that experience with the camps because, you know, I, I, I was, I was able to meet you. I was able to meet Mary. I got to work with Matt Nickel. And um, I think it's just really special because all those relationships have educated me so much more on professions too. So it's, mm -hmm. it's a wicked kind of yin to the yang of, of jobs. So I agree. Yeah. I feel like I learned a lot in that experience as well, which has been so great. Yeah. I know it was, it was an experience. That was, that was a wicked experience. It was busy. It was fast, you know, like to meet some, you know, obviously professional mm -hmm. athletes and all that kind of stuff was truly an honor, but even just, you know, knowing them not on the ice is also special, you know, and you get to know who they are, their families, you know, their kids, their engagements. God, we found out so many engagements. <laughs> so it's exciting <laughs> to, to build that rapport with your athletes and, and see where that goes. So I agree. I agree. 
like they do become your just your patient in a way. And I don't say just your patient, but it's sort of what I mean by that is it kind of carries over to how you would just sort of treat in practice too. Like every single patient is your athlete in a way, right? Because they all do have their own goals. Um, and, and that's what, what you're trying to achieve. Those goals are just at different levels. And it's kind of, I think the, ch- the nice and fun challenge as a practitioner is to meet those goals and work with each patient, no matter what their level of athlete is, in quotations, right? Um, that, that makes it like so um, interesting and rewarding and kind of always a challenge and why it makes every single day of practice so different. Right. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, it just keeps you engaged. Yeah. Keeps me engaged anyways, but I'm a dork. So <laughs> yeah. I am too, man. I, I love taking courses and learning about how to be more dorkish. I swear to God, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I agree though. Like, I don't think, you know, for me, a person is a person and I think everyone has different skill sets and I, I know that all humans are great. So, mm-hmm. you know, to work with, all levels of athletes is, is exciting. You know, whether it is peewee, NHL, PWHL, uh, whichever it is, it's, it's exciting because even when you mix different sports, then it becomes even more of a challenge because it's a whole different, like, like gate, everything and, and assessments and all that stuff. So I feel like it almost helps you gain more knowledge with your assessments. If you were to treat the general yeah. public, because you're so much faster because you don't have yeah, that much time. Totally. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Lots of carryover too, right? Um, knowledge in that sense. And, yeah. Um, you do have to think differently with each sport. And what you do with a hockey player is not what a tennis player is going to need or what a basketball player is going to need. So it's like, yeah, it's just going to always keep your brain going, which is so fun. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. I, I know. And I have this. Um, I found this iTunes gift card that I've had and I downloaded this app where you can look at the muscles in like 3D and then now like I just did the update and now it's like 4D and I'm like, okay, this is amazing. Like I'm like, (laughs) you can 360 the muscles and show people where they attach. Um, I'm going to have to look at the name. I will get it to me later. I'll send it to you you after, (laughs) but it's, it's really wicked just educates people on um you know how to know more about themselves so you know um with all the you know experience that you've gained within those you know many years of working which is amazing a success in itself (laughs) you know what has been one of the greatest accomplishments thus far in your career oh that's a big question (laughs) I know right I always love asking this because I think it's I think it's so good to to show people success because you know everyone does have success if it's small or big yeah. or whatever so yeah well there's like there's a there's I find I think I have a few successes um in different realms of my profession I'd say like um I I felt like one of my biggest achievements that I like that was a goal of mine when I even just in physio school and graduating was to be able to work with with professional athletes like that's kind of that's what I wanted to do I remember thinking I want to be the physio for the Toronto Maple Leafs like that sort of that was like one of the things that I had sort of said and while I didn't do that per se like (laughs) I you know I ended up in like you know 
uh, an arena off season training camp, working with professional hockey players. So like that was a massive success. And I was, I was so happy to be able to have that experience. And that is through, you know, the connections I've made and my mentors and, you know, working hard, like really just kind of showing up and being there and, um, that kind of thing. So like, that was a, that was huge. And I, I felt, yeah, pretty lucky to, to kind of get into that world, which is really nice, um, for many reasons now. Um, (laughs) so I would call that a success for sure. Um, you know, one of the things looking back on my career, um, that prompted this latest project that, um, a colleague, like a friend of mine and I are doing is, um, uh, like, is this sort of success with mentorship? So um, one of the things, like, I guess, throughout my experience, throughout my career, take a lot of courses, meet a whole bunch of people. And then how do I put that all together? Right. Um, And I didn't really have that one mentor that I could go to um, and like sort of help kind of shape that. I had a few and I think that helped shape me. But um, one, like what's kind of come of that is a mentorship program that my friend, Julia and I, Julia Setnar, physio in, in Toronto, and I have kind of have created uh, to help healthcare professionals, new grad physios, that kind of thing, um, navigate the real world in physio, you know, from graduation onwards. And so we've been doing that for a couple of years and it's just been, you know, it's sort of COVID, that kind of thing has allowed us to spend even more time developing it. And that's been a huge success in our eyes. And we will, and it's still in a work in progress, but I don't know, I need to celebrate that success because it's been, you know, it is a lot of work and, um, and, but meaningful and rewarding work as well. And to um, have, you know, our community grow um, and, uh yeah it, it's been amazing so that's been a really good one <laughs> as well so well deserved that's <laughs> holy smokes that's that's amazing <laughs> I didn't even know you did that that's a fun fact that's for sure wow yeah and do you guys yeah. yeah what do you guys call it yeah we're well it's called physio mentors we're not overly creative but um <laughs> you know it's to the point um and yeah like we partnered with um athletes care to help um, mentor new grads that they hired and um, but we are also sort of branching out in general so you know we also mentor graduates or students of the neurofunctional acupuncture program like the contemporary acupuncture program at McMaster mm-hmm. um, so we you know had tutorials running for that and you know we mentor them as well and yeah it's just um, a, a environment or a community that we created to um, help people who, you know, want mentors and who want to, you know, hone in on some of these skills, particularly like in the neurofunctional world, in this sort of, um, uh, yeah, that holistic approach to assessment and treatment and that kind of thing. So yeah, that's been really, been really good. That's special. Okay. You got to give it a shout out then so people can follow it. What's the physio mentor I love it I love it oh at least it's easy to find that's for sure yes exactly so with being a mentor and you know helping because that's honestly that's the biggest thing that I love about all my guests so far is that each and every one of them are wanting to give back to their school or give back to 
you know, their education or where they came from, because, um, you know, we need help <laughs> as students and, you know, for people to take the time to mentor or help us, you know, with courses or needling or whichever, I think that's vital because um, that's how we really improve our professions, right? So, you know, through the years of you working, have you seen many improvements or changes with your profession? Um, I think is always changing. There's lots of research, um, tons, tons of research. I think one of the other things with, I guess, our recent pandemic is like I've had a fair bit of time to look at some of a lot of the online courses and conferences that are out there. Um, and actually before this, I had just recently gone to a sports medicine conference um, in Australia as well. Um, and it's, it's, it's really just like nice to see all of the inquiries that are happening. Like, yeah, I think you're always changing and developing as we learn more about the body um, pain science. I think that's probably the main thing that I've noticed as the general theme of what I've been at least watching is this increased focus um, and understanding or tr attempt to understand pain science, the pain paradigm, like, cause it is, it's, it is hard to understand. Everyone's pain is experienced differently. How do we really research that? And how do we um, then begin to apply it when every person we see is that blank slate that, you know, this technique may work to help with their pain, but it may it totally flare up somebody else, that kind of thing. Um, but I think there is shifts into that and understanding, at least in the physio world, that the physical stuff isn't the only thing that we should be doing for pain, right? There is, it is multifactorial. It is mind, body, everything. And even if we don't feel um, that we're comfortable addressing some of the stuff yes. outside of the physical, to accept that there are these other elements and to then create your team of referrals, that kind of thing, the people that you need to know to help your client the most, um, I think is really good. Like, I think that's sort of what's come of, for me anyways, of the latest knowledge that I've been sort of looking at. Um, but, you know, we started, physio started, you know, in hospitals, maybe walking people, ultrasound, tens, that kind of stuff. And I see the huge shift, like we don't do that very much anymore. Like I have not touched an ultrasound machine in ages, except for like, you know, biofeedback kind of stuff, which, you know, I, I, uh, core biofeedback stuff. So, but not to treat, you know, and um, yeah, like I think we've moved, we've shifted a long, a far away from like sort of these, some of these modalities to really functional, holistic, multimodal approaches. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's exactly what it is. I mean, you go back to the team environment in itself. If, you know, if you know that you can fix this portion, but there's still, you know, three pieces of the pie that still need to be fixed. If you have those great connections, you know, you, and, and plus that the client also really appreciates you doing that and going above and beyond and saying, Hey, I know I can fix this, but these three are just unobtainable. But these are the people that I would strongly refer you to. And, you know, it's great because that also brings more people into your clinic, which I mean, is always great for us, but it's always beneficial because you also know that that rapport is 
the perfect balance with that client. And then, you know, the more clients that you get, the more experience you get with that and, and you'll get better at it. But I think it's, I think that's great that you do divide and, and use your resources effectively because you need to, <laughs> that's what our job is. Right? You can't do everything and it's, it doesn't, it doesn't serve you or your patient to try to do everything. Um, be good at your thing, whatever that is, be great at it, be the best you can be at it, and then find those people who are the best at their thing and work together, you know? Yes, exactly. And how did you, how did you start building those um, connections per se? Like how did you, for someone who is just coming out of school and they need an explosion of resources, you know, how did you connect with different people? Where did you start with that? Uh, Yeah, it, started within like my first clinic really like I met um you know you speak to your colleagues in whatever clinic you end up at for the first like your first job kind of thing and you start to get to know them right like some will resonate with you there's still some massage therapists that I refer to from the first clinic I ever worked at um that I remember and like because I've you know I've been their patient so that I can feel what they do. I've talked about other patients with them that we've shared or haven't shared, but are clinic, you know, patients, that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, speak to my colleagues, um, the courses that I take, some of them, you know, weren't just physio specific, like, like the acupuncture program, you meet, um, you know, doctors, naturopaths, osteopaths, um, massage therapists, that kind of thing. You meet all of those people. Right. So I've met, um, I had, uh, like great opportunities to meet all sorts of clinicians from that. And many of whom are my team today, like that I've referred to. Um, uh, yeah, I think it, and then like events, like working at different events, volunteering, sporting events, that kind of thing. You meet coaches, you meet um, other like athletic therapists and that kind of thing that, um, that work with the team or work with another team it's just about getting like putting yourself out there and talking to people. Right. Um, one of the other things I did early on, like there was a gym really close by to the clinic that I was working at. So, you know, I mean, I go to the gym anyways, but I started talking to the personal trainers and just seeing what they were like so that now I, you know, if I have, if I have patients that, you know, can't are ready to go to the gym, I can, you know, refer to this person cause I, you know, I trust them and I know, you know, what they do. And I've, I have an experience with them. So, um, and the more people you meet like that, then the more diverse your um, team can get. Right. And so those trainers would refer patients to me when, you know, one of their clients happened to do too much or injure themselves or whatever. So again, this reciprocal symbiotic relationship with your entire community, more or less. Um, yeah. Yeah. You just have to put yourself out there early on while you've got like all the energy to do it too, you know? And then, and then <laughs> it's true. You're like eager beavers at the beginning. Yeah. And then <laughs> so and I've actually had like one of the first naturopaths that I still refer to today was a patient of mine first, you know, and we got taught talking and that kind of thing. And it was just sort of a fluke kind of thing. And then, yeah. Yeah. So all of that happened. But that's the greatest part. Like you, you can meet anyone who can benefit your future literally anywhere. Like, um, you know, I had the chance to go to um, the Pan Am Games and, you know, even though it's a volunteer thing and whatever, 
um, it was amazing because I met doctors and naturopaths and and chiros and and even the massage therapists that I still keep in contact to this day. And I agree, it's it's a vital 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 thing is is just be your bubbly self or try to and <laughs> meet some new people, but. It's, it's important. So did you find when you first started your career, like, did you do a lot of volunteering with sports to kind of get into it? Or did, did you work with teams or anything like that? Uh, yeah, tons of volunteering. Um, was what, Skate Canada early on, um, rugby early on. And that was, again, just through either like physios, like some of my colleagues, like some of the physios I went to school with who got into it, you know, it, they sent messages out like, Oh, we need, we need help. We need more physios. Great. Like I kind of just signed up for anything and everything just to gain as much exposure as I could. Like, yeah. Um, like figure skating, uh, the rugby hockey, hockey was the main one where like, you know, I had a team that I was like kind of a part of and traveled with and that kind of thing in and around, uh, the area. Um, yeah track at U of T that kind of thing um yeah just what any opportunities that sort of you know the emails come when you're when you're a member of an association or whatever it is then or you get the emails and then you just go like I kind of didn't think about it I just sort of went and then the things that I liked I would do more of and then the stuff that I was like yeah this is like good experience but eh, like it's not my joy I would I just wouldn't do again you know but you you don't know until you try and um you know when even growing up so I played sports growing up but it wasn't like one specific sport that I you know really honed in on so I kind of did a little bit of everything um and wanted to do the same tennis too tennis too it was nice like um yeah like athletes care because I worked with athletes care for quite some time and still am obviously in this mentorship role um but they always have opportunities. They're always emailing out for their clinicians if anyone's open to or wanting to go to an event and that kind of thing. You know, lots of opportunities through that. So that, I think, helped open the doors a lot as well. Um, yeah, that's nice. It's hmm. good your association does that and your work does that because, you know, who you wouldn't know about some of these events, right? Like unless you Google them or whatever, um, you know, you yeah. have no idea that these are happening. So that's that's great your association does that. For people who are looking Mm -hmm. for physios, is there a certain website where they can go and search like where physios are in their area or anything like that? So, well, all physios in Ontario are registered with the College of Physiotherapists of Ontario. So collegept.org is the um, uh, website that you can look up physios. So that's like for any physios registered, but um, yeah. Yeah, like I think um, probably a Google search and in that sense, you'll get the clinics that are that are closest to you. Um, Look for reviews, look for referrals. I mean, I think I've always just for me, for any other clinicians, I've just like asked other people like who their experience was, like who they've gone to and the success, like their successes and stuff. Or if like, you know, I guess it's sort of different. Like I'm lucky in that I can, if I wanted to see a Cairo or a massage, I have people in my roster or my team that I can address. But like for, for the patient, um, if you've got one, like 
professional that you do go to now, ask them who they refer, right? Who they, who's part of their team that I can also see to help maximize my rehab or maximize my, my healing time or whatever it is, um, or get back to whatever I need to do. Um, like as the patient develop your team, like it's really important that you have your team. And if you rely on just one person, um, there's pro- there are probably, like we said, every condition is multimodal, multifactorial. Like only one thing is really going to be addressed with that one person. So find your team. Ask that one person who's their team. Can I see any of them too? Um, or if they've got a friend that had really good success with somebody, go test them out in that sense too. Um, you do have to trial and error. Some of the best clinicians out there might not jive with you as a patient and that's okay you just find somebody else right yep and and that's and that's exactly it and to kind of round everything together you know having that health history that is essential that you write everything down that you possibly can for that health history because when physio or whatever healthcare professional is assessing you then they have everything that they need to know about you for that first assessment moving forward to build that treatment plan for you and then, you know, when you build that rapport and that respect with that, that healthcare professional, then you can really go into different branches of what they think would be the most effective for you. So I think that's perfect. The team, you know, the assessment, the health history, you know, it's physio can cover so many different conditions. And I think that's also important to, to mention. And, you know, and a lot of healthcare professionals have, you know, other credentials as well. So ask them about them, you know, get to know your therapist because it's, it's vital for your future right yeah and joelle thank you so much for being on this podcast you know you are so awesome and so intelligent and you know i hope someone takes a lot from this conversation because there are truly so many benefits of physiotherapy and you know you can start today tomorrow and book an appointment and further your well-being and education on how to better your health thank you so much for having me this is great thank you so much (laughs) until next time guys thank you for tuning in this is your host Lindsay geiger and i hope you have a wicked day